this is part two <clears throat> of the same uh, of the same, you know, truth or dare. Um, ooh, Lord, truth or dare episode. This is actually, I'm actually just on the third page. Like literally, it should have taken all of what ten minutes to get through it well to actually read it but I really wanted to like just discuss a lot in it this book is super heavy I remember when I first read it and what happens toward the end I was scared I was super scared to actually even think about you know reading this book when I would see it at the library at my school I would like walk past it like it was something to be ashamed of or whatever but it was nothing to be ashamed of it's a perfectly good book it's a uh, well written for you know the age demographic and I was you know I liked it like there there was nothing wrong with it the only thing about it was was that, you know, who am I going to talk to about this book when a lot of people, like, at the time, um, like, I think the second Fifty Shades movie was coming out? Or, I mean, no. No, no, no. I think it was, was it the first one? I'm not sure. Oh my god. I don't even know. I think, I don't know, it was one of those, like, super sexual movies that were coming out. And everybody was, you know, like, talking about it. Like, oh my god, I can't believe the blah, 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 blah. Um, you know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know if it was the second one or the third. It, it had to be the second one. I'm not... I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, literally, I saw so many people, like, we had a group, you know, and it was like a, it was like a group for teens to just talk or whatever, and to, you know, just be, it was kind of like a big brother, big sister program, but we could talk freely about anything. So it was kind of like an AA meeting, <laughs> you know, like adulting anonymous or whatever. Like some had kids, some had like whole boyfriends, some were like, you know, having sex wherever. Some were virgins, some were considered thoughty people, some where, um, like, you know, wives, we actually had a few wives that went to our school, like, they were our age, and they were wives, because, you know, they either got, like, pregnant, or it was, like, a cultural difference in another, like, country or whatever, and they came over, and of course, they came with, you know, their husband, or their husband came with them to, you know, get a so-called better education here in America. And basically, we were like, oh, my God. So you can't ask anyone a poem. You have to ask your husband or you have to ask your wife. Wow. Like, you know, of course, there was a little bit of harping here and there. But what I learned most of all when I was in that group is that uh, there's a lot of stigma around sex when you're young like young young I know that when you hit puberty you're probably going to have the you know have the talk multiple talks on multiple occasions because of course it will be awkward it's like weird but that's only if parents make it weird it's kind of like there's a sweet spot because if you catch it um, right before other kids start talking about it in school, then, you know, it won't be weird when they go to school. Like, they'll think, oh, the people in school who don't talk about this with their parents, they're the weird ones because my parents and I, we talk, we have these discussions and we're open about this, you know, this thing. So, one of the things 
that I think is just very damaging is that people like like you know dating is okay right so dating is okay when you're like 15 ish maybe 14 you know if your parents are radical liberals or something like that you know um and you start dating and you have like your first like you're having your first kiss around this time most general americans are having like between 14 and 18 within those four years you are about to start your high school career that's what we would call our four years of high school like it would either be during time or your high school career we were recording like that okay so um <clears throat> so between the ages of 14 and 18 that's when most people are having their first kiss like the first grope sort of I don't know um usually like their first sexual experiences the first breakup the first uh huge doses of puppy love and all of that stuff now a lot of people have advocated for you know there to be separate schools again like it would still be public school it would just be separated you know there would be a girl school and a boys school but then this whole thing with you know like transgenders fluid children i mean that's a new thing to me i mean i never i've never heard of that until like a year or two ago and i'm like wow <laughs> that's quite a bit that's quite a lot to you know unpackage and it's like a whole new world of you know wow and if we were to separate uh the genders like literally I just, they're trying to pull this, what, 26 gender thing? I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. I never think that's going to stick at all. But, um, okay, so uh, there is, I would say, hmm, let me see. There would be, I would, I would venture probably, I don't know. I think majority would like that because what I was reading in in some of the old school in some of the old the um the older books that I was reading um around the time that I was in high school there would be two schools that would usually come together. This is usually like classic private school or whatever, but they would usually, you know, like come together, have a dance or two, um, and then they would go back to their respective schools or whatever. There was, I think, a custom. I'm not sure because I have to brush up on. I have to brush up on my. I'm not going to say ancient. It wasn't ancient. It was just a few centuries ago. Like, you had to be a certain age to be able to be courted or whatever. You know, if you had time to be courted. I mean, if you're poor and someone's giving you googly eyes and you have no other people who are giving you googly eyes and this person can, come, uh, like, provide for you and all of that stuff. It's like, eh, yeah, okay, well, here. <laughs> like, you two are matched. So, um, I get it, and, um, I was just looking on Netflix, and there's a show called Indian Matching. There's literally a tradition of parents matching their children up with complete strangers, <laughs> or, or, like, things like that, or, oh, there's also this, um, there's this Korean movie. It's so sweet to me. It is so sweet. And I just thought it was the cutest thing. Um, there was like a bunch of controversy with uh, my my little bride. I, I, yeah, I think it's my little bride or whatever. Uh, I forget the... How do you say it in Korean? I forget. But it's, it's a really cute movie. Basically... Um, the two, the bride and the groom, 
their parents are both male. Um, and their grandparents made a pact that, you know, my, you know, like my daughter, like if you have a daughter and I have a son, like they'll marry so that we can be family, you know, stuff like that craziness. And it just so happened that they both gave like, um, they gave seed to male heirs. So it's like, okay, well, it's just going to keep continuing until we get a girl and a boy. So the girl was born quite a few years after the guy was born. So he's like, just coming out of college. He's about like, what, 22, 24-ish, maybe 25. And she's 16 so they get married it's a whole ceremony and everything and they're like hey you're not doing anything until so and so so and so but they live together they live together it's you know it's their home um they are respected partners as husband and wife but it's it's pretty crazy because he ends up having to work at the school where she attends and he tried to tell her before he dropped her off for school and of course he didn't drop her off and then like walk into the you know the main building like they didn't do that together obviously because she didn't want anyone to know that she was married and I mean whatever (laughs) I don't even care if I had the chance to have been married in high school as long as I can continue my education still and do this and do that I I really don't care <laughs> like yeah I have to check with my husband as soon as he says this or yeah as soon as he gets off of work he's picking me up from the dance or something like that but you know that's wishful thinking that's hopeful thinking anyway like I said there's a really bad stigma when it comes to like sex so um Like, recently, you kind of want to have, like, a healthy attitude um, towards sex. Because if you don't, like, like, I know that if you don't grow up having a healthy attitude about it, then it's going to be, like, taboo and crazy and cringy and, oh, no, I don't want to talk about it, when you become an adult. So, when you become an adult... And you're able to talk about it freely without judgment and learn, experience, and understand things. I'm pretty, like, just talking. Don't actually, like, do these things with groups of people unless that's what you want to do consensually. But I would venture away from that until you are completely sure with yourself and with all of these people that you are intending on having a group conjugal um you know (laughs) I don't know I don't even know how to word that you know all of these people that you're gonna lay with make sure that you all are in the same like you are all on the same page and that's another thing that I always wonder about like if you're having sex with all of these people Are you going to, you know, do the work to vet these people? Because some of these people may be crazy. Like, I know a girl who dated a guy for, like, two years. They were, like, on their way to, like, moving in with each other and everything. And she found out he was a little crazy. Or she finally saw the signs. I saw the signs. (laughs) Oh. I don't know. Like, sometimes it takes time to see all the signs. And sometimes when you see the signs and you kind of just want to look past it, but you can't, or you do, and then later on, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe, well, there were signs in the first place. But sometimes you don't do your due diligence because you don't care in the moment. A lot of people also need to realize that as well. But anyway, yeah, basically healthy conversation like um I don't know how true this is 
because I don't think I've ever met a Catholic person. I mean, I met one. She was pretty cool, but she was like, you know, (laughs) she had some weird views towards sex, and I just, I don't know. She's so fun. It was so funny to me, but she was very serious about this, so I try not to judge or laugh or make fun of her, but... Even though I wasn't doing that, I guess it was showing on my face or something. But, um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, she was like, you know, I don't even know if I could say it. Can I say it on here? Hmm. <laughs> okay, so, um, I don't, okay, so, okay, so, I keep saying so, but I don't know how to explain it because it's, uh, I don't know, it's strange because it's, it's just strange the way she explained it to me and it's hard to explain it in my own words, you know, and it's hard to explain it in her words too. Okay, so basically, like, anal sex, she was like, oh, well, that's fine because it isn't, (laughs) because it isn't, you know, vaginal sex right so I was like huh but it's still sex in my mind you know if there's like any type of like stimulant or like pleasure spots or whatever that's considered sex to me in my mind because that's what I was taught um so when she said that I was like, oh, okay, but, um, this and that and that, like, basically, just, all right, what I just explained to you, that's what I told her, and she was like, oh, no, because you can't get pregnant through the back door, and I was like, yeah, that's that's true, but you can also... And she was like, I don't believe in condoms and things like that. And I was like, why? It was like, I mean, I didn't laugh at her, of course, because, because, okay, okay. I didn't laugh at her, but in my mind, it lifted my mood because I thought this stuff was hilarious. I did. I thought it was so funny. Like, I was super depressed man I was so depressed I had gained like two pounds and I just got this dress and it was not fitting and I was mad I was just like oh my god but my boobs got bigger I was like yes I'm in double d like because I was waiting to get into double d cups but you know I was in double d cups now like there's pros and cons here so (laughs) I was, you know, I was in a specific headspace and, you know, the conversation just veered this way because she also, we were also in another group and it was called Empower Me and it was sort of also like, you know, a brother, like a big brother type thing, but it was for women who, well, it was for, you know, women and young girls um, in colleges and high schools all across America well, mainly the Midwest, but we're going to say all across America. So um, there were a lot of girls who were in the STEM program. There were a lot of girls who were in the scholastic programs, like they competed in the scholastic decathlons and in um, the scholastic. Um, there's there's like this. It's not official, but it got sponsored by scholastic like once or twice. And so they were just like, okay, so it's official, but it wasn't, it's never official. It wasn't official at all. The only thing that they did there was basically citation work, (laughs) but they were so proud. So we were like, you know, yay, you go, whatever. Quite funny to sit in in one of those, um, I don't even know what to call them. Were they rallies? Were they events? I'm not sure, but it was intense because 
when you knew, you knew. And it was a certain, like, I don't know, like, I'm feeling myself. Ooh, I knew that, you know, kind of. Anyway, so when we started having this, like, conversation, I was obviously, like, this is, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what Christian Catholics teach their children. I know that, like, I know there's Christian Catholics, there's Christian Roman Catholics, and I I think there's another, another one that's, like, intermixed with something else. I'm not sure, but it's, it's so much. It's, like, extra homework that nobody asked you to do. <laughs> like, trying to find out, like, I don't understand. Can you just explain it in layman terms? Like, <sighs> pretend I'm a very simple-minded person. I'm not, but I just can't understand some of these concepts. <laughs> so, like, basically, she was also told what I was told. You know, if you get pregnant, I'm kicking you out. You're not getting any of my money nor support. You can call me to babysit, you know, once you get a job or something like that. But that's limited as well, you know. And then there are some parents that are like, you don't have to pay me to watch your children. And then in my mind, I'm like, what? What? I can't believe this. Like... You're going to kick your kid out and then they'll have to find a place to stay. And if they stay with the the one that got them pregnant, I'm pretty sure they will want some type of compensation or something like that. Like you're eating my food, you're using up my electricity and my energy bill is going through the roof because you opened the window in your room. Like... Things like that, you know? And, like, then they would have to save for the baby. They would have to save for prenatal stuff. They would also have to save for, you know, like, healthy food. Because when you eat bad food and you're pregnant, there's a high chance that something will be wrong with the child. Basically, you kind of don't want to, like, make any bad, like, any bad decisions, really. Especially because if everything, because I, I don't know, I only know like one teen that knew how to cook and that was because his, like his dad was a culinary chef and he taught his son. So, um, I mean, out of all of the teenagers that I knew when I was a teenager and when I was like a preteen and now as an adult, like all of the teenagers, they don't know how to cook anything really above a bowl of cereal, a bowl of instant oatmeal, noodles, like instant ramen, um, hot pockets, and like, <laughs> like, I don't know, make a sandwich or something. So Obviously, those foods may sustain you for a little bit, but they're not like actual like sustainable foods that are good for your body. Like overall, I mean, like every once in a while, but not on a daily basis. So you have to like you have to eat right for the baby and for your health um, as the the carrier, as the the human incubator, you know, like. So, and then you have to make sure you get a a good dose of exercise because, you know, it could affect your body when the baby is born. The baby is born healthy. You're still in okay health, but because you didn't, like, really prioritize keeping your health together and, you know, exercising, like, basically things that you would have time to do if you were to plan to have this kid and if you were to plan to actually, you know, take time out in your walk in life to birth another human being because you're so awesome, you know? Uh, 
Okay, you can think, you can totally tell that I think highly of pregnant women and women who want children and who actually aspire to it. I, I think so highly of them. Not saying that I don't think highly of, you know, women who decide not to. It's just that children are a huge responsibility. They really are. (sighs) But anyway, back to, you know, like the whole sex thing. Like, so she got the, she kind of got the same talk, like, as I did. I did not get the, you will burn in hell and fire and brimstone. I didn't get that conversation. That conversation was never, like, within my mother's preview. She was, like, she was a woman with a gorgeous heart. And a brilliant, like, smile and a sweet understanding of how the world works. But she also went through a whole bunch of crap, especially with my grandmother, her mom. And, you know, the like, the cycle, it, it literally trickled down to me. But the thing about it with me was, um, <laughs> I basically became what you would say worldly. At a super young age, I mean, when I tell people this, um, like how I learned about sex was the the bad way first. I learned about like rape and molestation first. Like I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get like butterflies and, and stuff like that. Like no, you have to face the facts. There's a high chance that so and so, so and so, and you mess around with the wrong kind of boys. Yeah. Like, all of that situation. So, when I learned that, hey, sex is, well, it's not cool. It's, like, it's fun and normal and natural. And it's, you know, part of life. I was, I think I had written like a small little essay and I I think I got my first like erotic novel well no I didn't get it it was in (laughs) it was in the school library the high school library oh public school (laughs) this is quite funny I mean (sighs) you would think I mean like we had to wait to um, ban books week. And then the next year they made a ban books month because all of us bookworms, we couldn't read them all within a week, especially when there was like, you know, um, pre-finals were starting. God, pre-testing as well. Like, how are we going to read this and study? Like, cruelty, man. Cruel. And so... Um, we had to, we couldn't have To Kill a Mockingbird on there. And I mean, that, that book is so educational and it's so American. I mean, it's, this is so American. You know? And I mean, that wasn't there. But I'm telling you, when I tell you, there was literally a copy of the Victorian erotica, The Pearl, literally in our public library, our school library, had a barcode and everything. I, I can't even fathom who brought that book, who decided to bring it. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so I finished it. It's a good book. And I was like, well, these people are just naturally kinky. I don't know. Like, you read the book, you find out for yourself. It's a lovely book of poems. But then I thought, alright, since I read the the good stuff, I'm going to um, read a Harlequin book. Well, I actually, I didn't know that it was a Harlequin book. Well, even though there was a seal on it and it said Harlequin. But I didn't know it was Harlequin. Um, it basically looked like a 
like smaller compact version of a PG-13 type historical fiction um, book and it was set in I think the 18th century? 1776. No, not 1776. It was 17. Why am I thinking about the date? Anyway, it was in the 18th century, anyway. And it was like, it looked like the same. It was, you know, it's a PG 13 historical fiction book. Um, <clears throat> it was about a girl who fell in love with an Irishman and she ended up moving to Dublin and um <clears throat> you know like it was a whole bunch of stuff and then it was like oh you know this season they're coming out season you know they're Debbie Thompson blah 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 anyway so it looked very similar to that and she happened to be an Irish woman the main person who was on the cover when I read the back of it and so I thought it was the same thing until I read oh my god there's sex in here so I don't know I didn't feel shamed or anything I just kind of skipped over it because I'm like uh are you gonna get to like the ball or whatever turns out these people are grown she's not a debutante at all I literally I picked the book up thinking that she would be a debutante but turn into a mistress and in my mind mistress was like oh woman of the house so she's his wife no 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 that's not true and I think I, I just I tricked myself, I guess, and, you know, reading, um, well, not reading it, but uh, Netflix has this show, it's called Bridgerton, of course, you've probably heard of it, because it's all over everywhere, Bridgerton this, Bridgerton that, Bridgerton this, Mrs. Bridgerton, Daphne Bridgerton, blah, 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 anyway, I literally thought that this was the same series, but then I looked and I was like, oh, well, no, it's not the same series. <sighs> but Miss Quinn is a nice writer. I like her work. But back to the six. So, well, actually, you know, um, my friend actually read, like, all the books, she said. And there's a lot of sex in there. She's like, oh, so graphic. And I'm like... When I hear graphic, I'm like, is it bad graphic or comedic graphic, you know? Um, now, explicit, that's, you know, it's different. It's not always bad to me. It's usually a good thing when it's explicit, maturating, I guess. But um, basically, I don't know. I mean, like. It's pretty good. So, I mean, like, it puts you in the room. So, I kind of don't see anything wrong with it. As long as you're not, like, <laughs> I don't know how you could be a voyeur. But that that's how I kind of feel. Like, when you're reading about sex or something, it's like, you're peeping into these people's bedroom. Don't do that, you know, because you wouldn't want to do that in real life. And it would be very weird and awkward, you know. Um, there's another book. It's called, like, I think 1984. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely positive. I'm not entirely negative about that statement that I just made. Um, it could very well be that book. But it was, or maybe it's Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit? 415? Wait, 451 Fahrenheit. 451 degrees. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish, I wish, I wish I knew. But um, there's this book and he was in love with this girl and she was like, I'm in love with everybody. And he caught her with somebody else. And like she's like but we share each other or something they were popping pills and i mean <laughs> hot mess just a bunch of mess but i mean like i don't i really don't know because oh oh yes okay so um there's another person that i um i met and 
she literally said that she had to find out everything about sex on her own. That's very dangerous because you could be, I mean, like I did too, but I found out the good stuff on my own, like the good consensual, it's okay to feel nice about it stuff. I found that on my own because I was like terrified. I mean, (sighs) this boy tried to kiss me at like 13 and I karate chopped him in the neck because I was so scared. And I ran away. But luckily, I didn't, like, get, like, charges pressed on me or whatever. But I was like, oh, my God. I had to run away. (laughs) If you kiss me, I get pregnant. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, just, just, like, intense, crazy stuff. But once again, I was like, what? 13. 13-ish. No. Was I 13? No, I wasn't 13. I was actually 11. No. No. I think I had just turned 12 because I then switched to, oh my God, I want children, but how am I going to get them? I'm going to adopt a child. I literally said this. I said this to my mother. I am going to adopt a child of every race and I'm going to raise it as my own (laughs) And they're going to, oh my God, I can't even, all of the stress, the insanity of that statement now that I'm an adult with bills and, oh my God, I would never, ever, like ever suggest that for myself again. (sighs) The amount of love and attention that just five needs. Because originally, I said that I wanted a child from every country, every country, every nation, and every creed. I mean, I don't know who am I. I like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. It's a lot of children. Um, and then I bumped it down to like fifty. I was like, you know what? Fifty kids is manageable. <laughs> I mean, it is compared to one of every nation and creed and race. I mean, wow. And then I was like, hmm. But I want to give them a quality life. (laughs) And I wrote down, I remember because I was like, oh my God, because I was having, okay, I was um, around this time, I. I literally had just turned 14 and I was excited about high school because I grew another inch taller and my boobs got like, I don't know, they got like, I was entering the C cups of all the excitement. I know, my like, (sighs) a sight to behold, the boobs were, yeah. And so, um... I literally wrote down, um, like, because this was during my free time, so, um, because I was an overachiever, mm -hmm, um, I still had, like, 30 minutes of class time left because I finished my test, um, well, it was a pop quiz, but usually this this specific teacher's pop quizzes were always... There were always like, you know, short little strips of paper, but literally she expected it to be an entire hour of just writing on the paper. And we're like, we're done like 45 minutes in. What are we going to do for the last 15 minutes? Oh, free time. (laughs) Leave me alone. Like, you know, she would be that way sometimes. But, um, getting away from her and back onto the, the subject so I finished you know my quiz and I did my homework and so I still had about like 30 minutes left so I was like you know what I'm still in the mood like I'm still like in the fantasy land of what motherhood is and what it means to take care of all of these children or whatever so I literally wrote down on a like 
um, a regular piece of scrap paper. Well, it wasn't scrap paper. It was um, like regular lined loose leaf paper. And I wrote down everything that I thought would be the equivalent of me having everything. Like if I basically had all the money in the world, the best person to like do my time management and keep me on schedule and like my own private driver because I'm just so fancy. <laughs> And, like, my own private tutor because when I was 14 and I was entering high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be valedictorian and you better believe it. And then I was like, hmm, I don't want to. So I dropped from, like, top 10 to, like, top 50 and it, it just kept going down. Anyway, point is, I was doing too much. Anyway, I sat there and I like kind of calculated everything so before I like would jump into a new interest of mine because we were considered poor um obviously price tags on everything so literally <laughs> everything when I calculated the years um like because I would calculate from freshman to senior year. And I was like, oh my God. Who do I think I am? <laughs> Oprah. At the time, the only person I knew who was rich was Oprah. <laughs> and like, Bill Gates. So, I just, I just was like, okay, I need to scale this down. And then I thought, Oh my God, even if I scale it down, it's still outrageous because when I was doing it, I was like, okay, if I'm going to have a private tutor, if I'm going to have a private driver or whatever, they are most likely going to have families. So they're going to be able to have to have this job as their only job because when you have one job that's your only job and you are actually devoted to it and, you know, you care about, you know, whatever, you you do so much better, you know. So I was like, I have to pay them enough to where they will live a sustainable life. And then I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and all I could think was, I'm so poor. <laughs> I'm literally so poor and I want to do all of these things. So I was like, oh my gosh, if I multiply that times 30 children, I want 30 at the time. Um, yeah, no, couldn't do it because that would literally break me. <laughs> it, it would, I just, like I said, just overly ambitious. Anyway, I scaled it back again. I was like 25 and that's it. I can't go any lower. <laughs> oh my God. I literally said 25 is it. I can't go lower than that. And it stayed like that. 20 to 25 children. It stayed at that um, level until I graduated high school. And I was, you know finishing up my college entry stuff and I was like oh my god this is a crackable <laughs> this is crazy and it, I basically man I was just like okay I'm gonna knock it down to 15 15 that's all I can do <laughs> 15 and then when I moved um, well, no, actually, I didn't, well, yeah, when I moved into, like, a living situation, uh, that I didn't really want to be in, I, I moved, <sighs> I was just like, okay, maybe 10, I can't go any lower than 10, hopefully, my husband has, like, the best job in the earth, like, is doing like top tier in his career because I can't 
I don't think I'll be happy with just with anything less than 10. Nothing less than 10. I want perfect number. Perfect number. So, you know, if I have twins or triplets twice, I need to be careful. <laughs> I can't have too many of that. And um just just like of course people thought I was crazy, but I'm not crazy because you know, I want what I want at the time until I realize that some things are a little bit too ambitious, too unrealistic. I realize that in my own time, when I want to, when I get ready. But, like, when I would, like, when I would tell people, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have 16 kids or whatever. They, they automatically would think, oh my god. You're going to have 16 baby daddies. And I said, what? No. There's going to be one. I'll have one husband. And like, I don't know, like when I was younger, I didn't think like baby daddy. I'm like, no, I'm a husband. Excuse me. <laughs> like it was because I had always seen, you know, husband and wife. I've never like seen a bunch of, you know, baby daddies running around. And, but, you know. That's a reality for some people. I understand. I get it. Situations happen. Life happens. Sometimes we're not all well equipped to deal in certain situations. And sometimes we do not have a healthy relationship with sex. I know that it's very, like for me, it's very difficult to talk to my existing family members about it because they know that I'm a virgin so like they'll be like oh well you don't know anything or you know you you don't know anything about that experience or about this experience and you can't tell me what you're gonna feel when you're I'm like excuse me but how can you tell me what I'm gonna feel when you don't know like blah 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 and literally some people have told me oh when you have sex for the first time you're gonna go out of your mind some were like oh you're going to like I don't know die <laughs> die of happy like the craziest things and so you know like as I got older I was just like you know what if they ask me I'm gonna be like no no I'm not and then they're going to be like, you know, like, who who took it? Nobody. <laughs> because there's always this stigma of, oh, who took your virginity? Oh, my God, someone took it. No. I, like, because if it is consensual between two adults or if you happen to be two teenagers, between two teenagers, and you've discussed this, this is something that you want to do. <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people like to discuss sex a lot. Especially, like, with people that they're, like, in a relationship with. Like, why would you not want to discuss it first? I mean, you know, you don't have to be super nasty. You know, like, oh, freaky this, freaky that. Unless that's just you when it comes to sex. Because I know a few people, not a lot, but a few who are just, like, potty mouths and dirty. And they're, well, not dirty, dirty, but, you know, like talking about like whips and like they want to make christian gray blush is that's all i'm saying like but they're the sweetest people <laughs> they're the sweetest people and you would not think that you know because like some people have a certain perception of you like as a person and they're like oh well you're like this and you're like that and you remind me of this and this and that and so i don't ever you know, think that I could see you, you know, spread eagle up and out there <laughs> with your partner doing what you do, you know, which is your business. And, you know, if it just so happens that they're into that or something, they get judged because that's the type of, you know, that's the type of sexual situation that they like and they'll get judged for it. You know, and I say as long as it's not something dealing with a minor who isn't able to have, you know, like until because that is also tricky too. <clears throat> like the whole minor thing. Like um I don't know if you guys know him, but um 
hashtag call me Carson, he was like dragged and apparently canceled. He's like a gamer, YouTuber, Twitch streamer person. And like he literally got into trouble for like admitting that he had a sexual relationship with um I think both of his girlfriends when he was um when he was 18 he was with a 17 year old which they're like hey it's only a year so parents calm down and I think he turned 19 and he was dealing with a another 17 year old and then he turned like he was like 20 and he was still dealing with that same teenager and then I get like something like you know something didn't happen and you know it kind of just stopped being a relationship or whatever and they like sort of exposed him I know you can't see me or anything but I'm holding up air quotation marks I mean like literally they are just a couple years apart that's what I'm talking about like the whole that's sticky that type of sticky situation like it's always a sticky situation when it comes to like sex and things like that so when people are like oh my god you should not be having sex at this age when you're teenagers and blah 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 and it's literally like hold on but when did you, you know, give your virginity or lose it? Or, <laughs> and some kids, people would say, when did you find it? <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. And it's, it's whatever. That's, that's a joke. But, you know, like, oh, you were 16? Oh, you were, you know, 19? Or, oh my God, you were like 14 when this happened? Oh my goodness. Mom, Dad, you're such a thought. You're disgusting. You're, like, ew. Like, you should not have been. Like, basically, yeah, like, if you were to ask the parents, because I'm pretty sure that a lot of teenagers now, if they ask their parents, if they are, um, if they are in their parents' life or if their parents are in their life at all, or their guardian or whomever, if they ask them, hey, when did you first start having sex? And if it's anything short of on my wedding night, male or female, you can literally call them thoughts. You can literally call them like disgusting, filthy, like whoremongers. You could because technically that's correct. Technically, because honestly, who is going to, I don't even have this. Let me tell you something. I had about 16 crushes on like 16 different like boys within my high school career. Okay. Within that four years, 16 crushes. So literally, had I been a girl of like, no self-respect and um you know a false sense of security in my sexuality in my sexuality because um that is also a thing some people will be like oh well it's my body and I'll, I'll do whatever I want and I can have sex with whomever I want and that is true but sometimes um it's a coping mechanism and they don't necessarily know that until they're older and they actually you know talk about certain situations and then they realize oh my god yes that's why I was doing this that's why I was doing that but that's only if when they get older they get help or they get someone else who is objective and understanding of their plight and I mean like apparently that's really hard to get as an adult Because people think, oh, all of a sudden, now you're an adult. Now you should be able to do whatever it is that we need you to do. And you should not put up a fuss. You should not fight about it. You should just do it. You should just be a perfectly functioning, healthy adult. And no, that's not how, you know, cause and effect works. 
Now, oftentimes they're not. There's like not a judge free. Like there's never really a judge free space for anyone really. Um, even like you know, I mentioned in the uh, the episode before this um, about church and everything like sometimes you also get judged in church sometimes harshly by lots of people but um one of the things that's judged most harshly is you know um like by just anybody that is within I don't know society in general like usually I don't really study sociology or, you know, whatever is equivalent or or whatever. I don't study societies like that, but I do happen to notice quite a few things. So when there is like, you know about like double standards in dating and double standards in life or whatever. So, it's okay if a guy has, you know, like, a lot of girls. But if a girl has a lot of guys, then she's automatically this, that, and the other. So, I technically, I actually advocate for if a guy is like, Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a virgin. I, like, you know, done the devil's tango. And things like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I was not gonna say good for you, but you know, like, hey, I under I understand. I understand things happen or whatever. You feel emotions and blah blah blah. But literally, um, I remember at a time I was like, I think I was 18. Because, um, I had just, like, I had started getting attention from, like, this older guy. He was just, he was just, like, 25 years old or whatever. So, uh, not super, super old. Just seven years. I get it. Seven years right out the gate. Like, 18. Guys, seven years older than you. That may be a little gross to some people. But I was just like, oh, well, that's fine. Um, literally had a few conversations with him he was nice or whatever and then the possibility of a date came up and then I was like oh a date well that sounds interesting or whatever and at that that time I never had a date ever in my life but then I I literally asked him a question after um I saw one of his friends and they were talking about like one of his exes or whatever like you know you better keep her away from like uh we'll call her Lisa um you you better keep her away from Lisa Lisa's crazy blah 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 and you know you don't want your girl getting all caught up with Lisa and all that stuff (laughs) it's like oh you had a girlfriend before of course he's 25 years old there's high chance that he would have um turns out like their relationship did not work out but he was actually straightforward with me and he was like I have um five bodies on me so in my mind in my 18 year old mind I was like he's a murderer (laughs) because that's that's what I thought like bodies like those Dead people. Oh, my God. I'm, like, a serial killer is trying to date me, basically. And then he explained to me, like, no, that's how many people I've had sex with. I've had sex with five people. And I was like, oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. And to this day, um, my usual cutoff is, like, three. But I was like, you know what? If... I'm going to stretch it to five. If it's five, if you have more than five, I I can't rock with you. I just can't. And, like, that's the end of my little TED Talk. It was nice chilling with you guys. And peace.
out. Oh, P.S. I'm not shaming him or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, like, I don't want someone who has more than two bodies, actually. Just like a lot of guys don't want thotty women. 